The MMA on the Rocks podcast is intended for adult audiences. If you are not an adult, please do not let your parents know you're listening to this, and don't repeat anything you hear on this show in front of them. Also a reminder that even if you fight recklessly, please drink responsibly. Now that we have all that covered, let's start the show. Welcome to MMA on the Rocks. My name is Bill Welker. You are listening to episode 319 of the podcast, unless you're joining live on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube. If you want to catch the show live, you know what to do. Tell you guys every time. If you haven't done it by now, I, I mean, I guess you're not going to. Today is Monday, June 26th, and just like that, summer is here for pretty much everybody. It's it's kind of weird to me living in Florida and seeing people posting on social media of their their kids graduating and uh, last day of school photos and things like that because we've been out of school for like a month here in Florida already. It's a little bit of a mind trip. Um, we we go back a lot earlier. We go back like the second week of August, uh, whereas I know when I lived in New York and when I was a school teacher. School didn't start till after Labor Day usually, but here we are. We're all on the same page now, kicking the summer off. Fourth uh, of July coming up next weekend. Hope everybody had a, a great weekend. If it was your first weekend of summer, I hope you did something fun. Um, I did a little day at the beach with the family yesterday. We were there all day. Got back. I don't do so well in the sun. I mean, look at me. If you're watching on YouTube, you. You can tell why I don't do well in the sun. Um, but it just wears me out, man. Especially this Florida sun. So that's why uh, no episode last night. Getting on here for a quick one tonight. Um, mostly because I don't have a whole lot to talk about. But also the allergies are beating me up a little bit. Um, we're starting to get the rain coming through the Tampa Bay area here, which stirs up all the pollen and stuff oh, it's it's miserable but yet here i am i say this all the time mother nature did everything she could to prevent people from living in florida like oh let's put some alligators and swamps and giant mosquitoes and snakes let's make it real humid that somebody invents air conditioning and people can't stop moving here. Um, in any case, what are you guys doing for the 4th of July? Uh, those of you tuning in uh, here in the States, that is. I know we have a lot of people listening elsewhere. Um, for those of you, I'm sure you still know what 4th of July is, but it's the American Independence Day, and we celebrate by getting drunk and and blowing things up in the sky um you know mostly like fireworks made in china that's how we celebrate our american independence um so we got all that going on i got a fun weekend plan my brother's actually coming down to visit with his girlfriend um they're gonna be staying for i don't know four or five days long weekend um and my daughter does not know He's coming, so it's actually going to be a really fun surprise. Um, he's he's going to be here at the house when she gets home from camp, and she's going to be so excited to see him. 
because uh, she loves her uncle Rob. Um, so yeah, we'll probably do more more beach stuff, and uh, I know they're gonna go to Bush Gardens. We're probably not gonna do that. Um, Bush Gardens is a good time, but not not the best uh, park for kids because there's only like one little area with kitty rides. And then the rest is all giant roller coasters. If you love big roller coasters, it's like definitely a fun park to go to. I would recommend it. Not the best area right outside Bush Gardens, though. So I would uh I would either get a hotel like on the north side of it or uh just stay in Tampa or rent a car. Or if you drive here, um, you know, stay in Tampa and drive there. I wouldn't stay like right across the street. Not advisable. Anyway, let's talk some MMA. I don't have a whole lot to go over. Um, decent fight card over the weekend. Uh, the main event went pretty much the way I think most people thought it would. Ilya Taporia just shuts out Josh Emmett. What was it, 50-42 on one of the judges' scorecards? I don't think have – we, have we ever seen – a shutout like that in a main event in MMA, I can't, I can't really think of one. Um, he won every single round. Uh, there was definitely a few 10 eights in there. Um, I think there was like two rounds where if he had like 15 more seconds, it would have, it would have been done. Um, of course you have to credit the toughness of Josh Emmett just surviving that beating, but, it was really about the skills of Ilya Taporia in this main event. He was just a step ahead the entire time. Uh, he moved into the pocket when he wanted to. Uh, he rolled out of danger when he needed to. He was landing clean shots to the face. He was utilizing that jab, which busted up the face of Josh Emmett. He was tearing up the legs with the calf kick. Um. And all, all Emmett was really doing was trying to load up for the big shot. He's he's gotten a little too comfortable relying on that power and and just wasn't mixing it up at all. Um, you know, he's got good wrestling. And and even his coaches in the corner, he had Danny Castillo in his corner, who's a, a fantastic wrestler, especially an MMA wrestler. And he's in the corner telling him, like, Josh, nobody could take your power. You gotta you gotta land on him. You gotta go forward. You gotta knock him out. Yeah. I mean, that's one strategy, but you know, after the first 20 minutes when that wasn't working, I don't understand why that's still the game plan. You know, you gotta mix in uh at least, you know, fainting a takedown or something. Um, but you know, Taporia really showed that he belongs at the top of this division. Fantastic performance, still undefeated. Um, after the fight, he said he wants to fight Max Holloway in Spain. And if he doesn't get that, he's going to wait for a title shot. Uh, I mean, it, it was a fantastic performance and it was a, a shutout win in a main event, but I wouldn't hold your breath for that title shot. Um, Looking at the rankings here, Taporia was ranked number nine going into this fight. Emmett was number five. And, you know, I'm just kind of talking about this for parity. I know these rankings don't really mean anything, uh, but they're probably going to switch places. So Taporia will go into the top five. But 
you know, look at the people ahead of him. Max Holloway is is going to be fighting Korean Zombie. Let's be honest, he's probably going to win. Uh, so he'll stay at number two. I I don't think they'll do Holloway and Volkanovski again. So, I mean, hopefully Holloway finally moves up to lightweight, where I've wanted to see him for a long time. You know, he moved up that one fight with Poirier and then went right back down. Um, but <clears throat> I would like to see that. And then ahead of him, you'll also have Arnold Allen, Brian Ortega, and, of course, Yair Rodriguez, who's going to fight uh, Volkanovski coming up here in the next few months, I think. Um, there's a lot of people ahead of him. And then let's not forget that the bantamweight champ, Aljamain Sterling, has officially announced that his fight with Sean O'Malley will be his last fight at bantamweight. So if he beats Sean O'Malley at uh, in Boston, I think it is, um, and he moves up, he's going to be moving up into a title shot, I would assume. So... If you're Taporia saying you're get, you're gonna wait for a title shot, you know you're looking at like a year and a half, and by then this win over Josh Emmett, as impressive as it was, uh, means nothing. So I think a call out of like Arnold Allen or Brian Ortega would have been a little bit quicker of a path because even calling out Max Holloway, Max Holloway isn't fighting that often these days. You know he's fighting Korean Zombie coming up in the next few weeks. And then, you know, we probably won't see him again for six, seven months. So I don't really understand the call out there, but it was a great performance. Um, he, he looks really slick. You know, he's, he's a really skilled fighter. So, and, uh, as for Josh Emmett, man, it's tough because let's see, how old is Josh Emmett? 38. I want to say, yeah, 38, turned 38 in March. And, you know, with the way his career has gone with all the injuries and pretty much breaking his hand every time he fights, um, you know, at 38 years old, coming off of this loss, getting dominated, um, it's not looking likely that he's going to be able to string enough together to get back to the title shot, especially – after everything I just talked about with how log jammed it is at the top and all the guys waiting in line to get a crack at the champ. Um, and, and even guys looking to move up. Um, you know, you had, you have Henry Cejudo too, who's still, you know, he's looking to get that bantamweight championship and then, um, you know, move up to 145 as well. So you got like, a really stacked division here. So if you're Josh Emmett, um, unfortunately the reality might be, you know, you're seeing that dream of a, of a championship fight kind of slip away. Um, and again, I think he just got too comfortable relying on his power. Um, shit. I probably would do, you know, if I carry that kind of dynamite in my hands, all, all I would want to do is swing on people too. So I can't really blame him. Um, but I, I would like to see like a little bit better corner advice there, you know, maybe change up the game plan instead of, you know, just try to knock everybody's head off. Uh, Macy Barber looked fantastic in the co-main event, uh, taking out Amanda Hebos in the second round. Hebos was moving up from straw weight. Um, 
this was uh you know she put up a good fight in the beginning uh she was actually controlling the fight for you know in the first minute minute and a half of the first round then it became kind of a slugfest and then macy barber started running away with it landing those head kicks um she she really did look great and then finally put her down got the tko three minutes 42 seconds of the second round so that it's one of the best um performances we've seen from macy barber uh it seems like she's really recomposed herself after those couple of losses she took in a row you know the roxanne modafferi and uh whoever she lost to after that she's really kind of recomposed she's matured a little bit um and she looked great the fight before that was really unfortunate um justin taffa takes one of the worst eye pokes i've ever seen uh from austin lane 29 seconds into the first round so these guys didn't even have a chance to fight each other austin lane man he was several knuckles deep in justin taffa's eye socket he was like tickling his brain in there it was it was pretty gruesome it's it, it's one of the worst eye pokes i've ever seen like his finger went so deep into the eye he was uh he was fingering some brain tissue in there for sure um you know justin taffa as tough as they come you know he's he's like trying to recover but his his eyeball is fucking bleeding and he's like yeah you know maybe if i just wipe it off <laughs> Like wipe it off, man. You gotta stop your eyeball from hemorrhaging there. You just—I don't even know if there's blood in the eyeball. I thought it was just like, I just thought it was like water. I don't know. I'm not a biologist. Um, but yeah, that sucks, man. Hopefully his eye is okay. I mean, I don't see how it could be. His eye got pushed all the way back to the back of his skull. Um, but. You know, we'll see. David Onama, big knockout win over Gabriel Santos. Uh, great performance there. Uh, awesome performance by Brendan Allen, uh, taking it to Bruno Silva. He was standing with him pretty well. He took a couple of big shots, gave some big shots. And then once Brendan Allen, uh, Brendan Allen, sorry, once Brendan Allen uh, gets a hold of your neck, it's pretty much game over. I mean, how many wins this guy have by rear naked choke? He just he just snatched Bruno Silva's neck, and man, his rear naked choke is something fierce. Last three wins by rear naked choke, three, four, uh, five. All right, six rear naked chokes just in the UFC, and he's only been in the UFC since 2019. I'm counting his fight on a contender series as well. Um, so yeah, man, it's just one of those things. He's just got, he's just got that squeeze and looking over the rest of his record. He's got a bunch more chokes on there as well. Pretty much won every single, he, he was five and oh, as an amateur for the, four of those wins came by rear naked choke. So, all right, <laughs> he's got his MO. He, he could choke people really well. Uh, and he did it on Saturday night. So good for him. Uh, and that was a dangerous fight, too. Neil Magny gets a split decision over Phil Rowe. Um, didn't actually catch this fight, even though I was really looking forward to it. Uh, but 
you know, that's a tough fight. They, they're they very similar. They're both super durable. They're both kind of lanky, both really good grapplers. Both have very tight striking. Phil Rowe might have a little bit more punching power. Um, but other than that, they're pretty evenly matched, and I guess the result uh, kind of reflects that. Randy Brown um, pulling a big win against uh, Wellington Terman, welcoming, welcoming him to the uh, – welterweight division we had Matos Rebecki with the TKO over Loic Radzabov uh this one was kind of a surprise Tabitha Ricci with the unanimous decision over Jillian Robertson um that it was impressive that that she was able to uh control her the way she did because Jillian Robertson is good and I know the biggest disappointment for everyone, another split decision loss for Zalgas Zumagulov. This, uh, this Rob Schneider looking motherfucker. I got to pull up this picture. Look at this. If Rob Schneider ever made a movie where he played an MMA fighter, this is it. They would put this Beatles wig on him and he would be Zalgas Zamagulov. And that's it. That's the movie. <clears throat> Let's see. Um, maybe that's it. Keep it short and sweet tonight. A lot of split decisions early on the prelims. Uh, I didn't. I didn't catch any of the early prelims. Let me know if there was anything worth watching. Let's see. We got Lane on the show. Uh, catching MMA on the rocks live while he eats dinner. All right, what's for dinner? And we got Mark here. Tafa's going to need a new script. Are you talking about a prescription or like a script for his life? Um, he's going to need to see it. An eye doctor, at least. Uh, here's an interesting question. Does Taporia get out of the first round versus Volk? Yeah, I think he does. Um, I I don't think Taporia is ready for the Volkanovsky fight. Um, but Volkanovsky is not like a get you out of there in the first round type of fighter. He's a, he's a wear you out and stay a step ahead of you type of fighter, which is the same kind of fighter that Taporia is. Um, if anything, Taporia might have a little more pop on his strikes, but yeah, I don't think, I don't think Taporia is ready for that just yet. Um, let's see. Magni versus row is boring as fuck. You're lucky you missed it. All right. <laughs> all right then uh let's take a look at next week which is i don't have a whole lot on this card to tell you the truth guys i know it's gonna be a this is gonna be a short episode uh sean strickland fighting abasupian magomedov i have no idea who this guy is but i'm scared of him i hope i said his name right 32 years old from Russia. 
He's got he, he's got a win in his UFC debut, TKO over uh, Dustin Stolfus. That was back in September. Uh, not a whole lot of losses on his record. It looks like he's got a ton of experience. He's been fighting since 2010. All right, and he's 32 years old, so that means he was... I mean, I'm no math whiz, but <laughs> he's... That's that's pretty young. What is that? 18? 19? All right. Hold on. Let's figure this out here, folks. He's 2010. It was 13 years ago. Okay. All right. So he was 19 when he made his MMA debut. I don't know. Somebody who's good at counting. I don't have enough fingers to figure this shit out. Um, I guess he's been fighting since he was 19. That makes sense if he's from Russia. 25-4-1 against Sean Strickland. Uh, I tried to listen to Sean Strickland's uh, podcast that he does with uh, Chris Curtis and it's hard to follow, man. He's more over the all over the place than I am. Uh, <laughs> I know I go off on some tangents, but he just kind of Sean Strickland just kind of says whatever comes to his mind. He doesn't have like any kind of filter in this frontal cortex area. I, I have no idea how this one's gonna go. These guys have similar amount of experience. Um, Strickland has one more fight than Magomedov. Uh, they must think highly of this guy to throw him right into a main event with Sean Strickland, who I believe hasn't fought since the loss to Jared Cannonier in the main event, which was the end of 2022. Let me just check on that. It says Sean Strickland's nickname is Tarzan. When did that happen? And why? All oh, right. He has the win over Nasruddin Imovov in January. That's right. He fought like two weeks after fighting Jared Cannonier and wound up uh, winning. Took that fight on short notice. I forgot about that one. Why is his nickname Tarzan? This guy's uh, I don't know. This guy's a character. I don't know what to expect from that one. Tell you the truth. Demir uh, Ismagulov and Grant Dawson. That's actually a good fight in the co-main event there. Uh, that should be a good one. Max Griffin, Michael Morales. Um, Morales undefeated. There's a few undefeated fighters on this card. Ariana Lipsky against uh, Melissa Gatto. Flyweight matchup. Ismail Bonfim and uh, Benoit Saint-Denis. That's actually that's going to be a really good fight. These Bonfim brothers are exciting. Um, and Benoit Saint-Denis, really tough, durable fighter. So that would be a good one. Another undefeated fighter, Bruno Fadea against Nursultan Ruzaboev. I feel bad for the broadcasters on this one, man. Here's what's interesting to me about this card. The return of Kevin Lee to the UFC. Uh, he went away and did some other things, fought Diego Sanchez. He fought in Khabib's promotion, Eagle FC, for a little bit. Uh, they're bringing him back. On the prelims against Renat Fakhradinivov, 
Fakrid Dinivov. Uh, fuck off a din. Fuck off. Let's all right. Fuck off, Bill. You don't know how to read. <laughs> Master's degree in English. What a waste of money. Um, Fakradinov. Let's go with Fakradinov. This guy is 20 and 1, but he hasn't lost a fight since 2013. Welcome back, Kevin Lee. He's coming off a unanimous decision win over Brian Battle. Um, looks seems pretty well rounded. Eleven knockouts, five submissions. He's only ever lost by a decision. So this is going to be at 170 pounds. So I guess Kevin Lee, no longer a lightweight. Yeah, welcome back to the UFC, Kevin Lee. Here's uh, basically telling him to fuck off with Fakradinov, whatever, whatever the name is. Kevin Lee hasn't fought since March of last year, so it's been over a year. Coming back into the UFC, man, this is a tough. This is, this is a tough welcome back fight. They're not exactly welcoming him back with open arms. Um, what else? Okay, here's another thing that's confusing the fuck out of me because they're putting like these fights that could be really exciting. As the opening fights. And this has happened like the past few weeks. So Alexander Romanov against Blagoy Ivanov. Like this could be actually a really good fight. Both of these guys can end it in one shot. Um, it could also be a really boring fight. You know, both of these guys can tend to, uh, you know, be strategic. But it's heavyweights. You never know what's going to happen. Like why is this... Uh, why is this one the curtain jerker here? Somebody explain it to me. I don't know. I don't know what I'm talking about anymore, guys. Doing this sober, too. What's going on? I hope you're all having a drink while you're listening to this, wherever you are. Uh, okay. We also have Ivana Petrovich, another undefeated fighter against Luana Carolina. So that's, what, three undefeated fighters on this card. And this guy with this this creepy looking monster that they put in there against Kevin Lee. All right. Well, I mean, we're gonna see how it goes. This could be one of those cards where it's like it could be, you know, unassuming and and turn out to be awesome, or it could be a total dud. Um, the only way to find out is to watch it. I mean, it's 4th of July weekend. What else you got going on? You need to drink some beers on the beach and then, uh, you, you know, when the sun goes down you go inside and watch some MMA, probably what I'm going to do. Uh, let's see what else do I want to talk about here. Bare knuckle. All right. Friday, July 14th. Great bare knuckle boxing card. And I only say this because I have uh, I have four friends fighting on this card. <laughs> Unfortunately, I won't be able to go. A lot of times I'm able to uh, get my press pass and go to these bare knuckle events. I love attending them. I don't follow the sport that closely. But uh, when my buddies fight, I always pay attention. And then they're here in Tampa a lot. So I'll go and uh, get my press pass and, and cover it and 
you know, talk to some people backstage and stuff, but I won't be able to attend this one. Unfortunately, it's only right here in Lakeland, which is like 45 minutes away from me. But, um, my wife is going to be on a business trip. So I'll be here with the kiddo. I don't think I'm going to drive her to, uh, <laughs> I don't think I'm going to drive my five-year-old, uh, an hour away to go uh, to a bare knuckle boxing event. That's going to go until like one o'clock in the morning. But, my buddy Dave Redneck Mondell putting his middleweight championship on the line against Mike Richmond. Uh, Mike Richmond five and one in BKFC, and Dave is six and one. Uh, so that th that should be a fun one. I mean, Dave has been knocking people out left and right. Um, he he's looked like an absolute beast in there. Uh, and then the co-main event is his. Buddy and training partner Jared Warren against some guy named Dyer. I'm not even going to click on it, see what his first name is. Uh, and then my other buddy, Brandon Allen, is getting in there. So these guys are all fighting right in a row. And right before that, my other friend, Ryan Reber. Um, so, you know, if you're a supporter of this show and you want to watch this event, all you have to do is uh, is root right down the left side. <laughs> for the uh what is it the red corner all red corner uh for the the last four fights of the night so that should be cool i wish i could attend in person because i love going to watch my friends fight but you know i guess i have to be a responsible parent then august 11th this was big news um my buddy and he used to be my boxing coach but got an opportunity somewhere else so we haven't trained together in a little while but still a good friend of mine jr ridge uh is going to be fighting john dodson in the main event bkfc 48 in albuquerque new mexico for the vacant flyweight title um this was like kind of in the works for a while um i know they were going back and forth with jr and saying like he's gonna get it and then then it was gonna be some other guy like the bantamweight champion wanted to move down and fight john dodson um but then i don't know he couldn't make the weight i don't know what happened with that guy um but look at this look at this poster man they made it look they made these guys look like a marvel movie and jr you know i love you but i mean these guys are 125 pounds they made him look like uh What's the, what's the guy from the Marvel movie that kills all the superheroes? They made them both look like that guy. <laughs> this is great. I love this poster. I want this. JR, I want this poster uh, from my studio here. So you got to send me a signed copy of this one. But this is, this is big because uh, another one of my buddies fighting for the championship here in BKFC against a really tough opponent, John Dodson, who's been doing really well with the bare knuckle stuff. I mean, the guy's so quick and explosive. He's got so much fight experience. Um, but JR is pretty quick himself. He's a great counter puncher. Um, he, he's going to have a great game plan going into this. He's been, he's had it, his eyes on John Dodson for a while now, ever since he signed with BKFC, uh, he knew he was going to cross paths with him. So he's been preparing and, uh, it's finally going to happen. He's stepping right into his backyard in Albuquerque. Uh, August 11th. It's going to be awesome. So congratulations to JR on a well-deserved title shot.
And what else? Anything else going on, guys? I haven't seen any, like, real major headlines lately. If there's anything I'm leaving out, if there's anything you want to hear me talk about, you know, feel free feel free to reach out and let me know um, if there's topics I'm missing. I know I don't usually go into, like, news. I kind of play it week by week. I should probably plan it out a little better. But, hey, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. If you want to grab some MMA on the Rocks merchandise, our friends at Team Reaper make all that stuff, T-shirts, tank tops, and hoodies. I don't expect to sell too many hoodies uh, anymore now that it's summer for everybody here in the States. But if you're overseas, they do ship overseas. You can use the promo code MMARocks10. Save yourself 10% on your entire order. And um, that's it, man. I know it was a short episode this week. Um, you know, I'll refund half your money for listening to this or watching this or whatever you happen to be doing. Uh, I appreciate you guys. Hope everybody has a fantastic 4th of July. Be safe out there. Uh, don't go blowing your fingers off with fireworks. Um, don't shoot any fireworks towards the kids. Um, don't try to throw fireworks out of your car window. Uh, don't drink and drive. That's all my advice. Um, and that's it. All right, short little episode this week. Um, as always, I appreciate all the feedback, all the comments, all the criticism. Um, appreciate all you guys. Until next time, cheers, everybody. Bye.